I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting, part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Internet land, and welcome to episode 99 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined as always by a wandering swordsman with the heart of a poet, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. I read all me poems in blood, I do's. All over the sidewalk, when I kill the jolly people coming down. <laughs> Is this like a Jack the Ripper thing? Or? Oh, you, I'm an Australian swordsman poet, you see. Waltzing Matilda Splat! Waltzing oh Matilda Splat! Something about Ned Kelly in there as well. Look, I'm not a very good poet, but I do like the slashing. <laughs> that hallowed Australian <laughs> tradition of swordsmanship. Still still living strong. Something still about a strong. billabongs in there as well, I'll wager. God. <laughs> I, just haven't, I haven't thought about the word billabongs for a while. Well, you see, the heart of the poet actually because... I took the heart out of a poet. <laughs> I keep it in my gunny sack. Oh my God. So much, Austra- think- so much Australiana, I can't cope. <laughs> I think I think my, my accent was English and then it was something else. And then <laughs> I don't even know what it was at the end. Because I forgot what my original accent... I think it was Vivian from The Young Ones. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a swordsman. <laughs> well, Neil, it turns out that if you take someone's heart out, they do die. <laughs> that was a good Vivian. Yeah, you do, you do a mean Vivian. It's uh, I can only do it for about two sentences before it all falls apart. Oh man, now, I just want to watch that show and not record this podcast. Okay, I'm kind of up for that. Actually, I could go for the I could one. go for a bit of Vivian. All right, well, Bambi. this podcast is cancelled, much like everything else. <laughs> And now we're just going to watch reruns of The Young Ones. Okay, yeah, so question. <laughs> we're recording this during um, when everybody's dying and it's the apocalypse. That's because right. this yeah. is, you know, what we do. Welcome to CoronaCast with, with no, coronavirus not, experts. You know how many I've already seen of that on Twitter? It's like, we're doing the CoronaCast. Well, we not, yeah. might not be able to be in the same studio, yeah. but... It's, yeah. it's good. We've got good medical advice yeah. and lots of funny jokes. So what was it? 1.5 metres? That's right. Uh, this looks less than that. <laughs> Don't worry, it's okay, though. Well, alcohol I, kills the as, coronavirus. Yeah. As no, as a coronavirus expert, I'm here to tell you that this is fine. Are we going to have to actually cancel our last 100th episode we if might, this gets? Worse? We might have. We might have to do one. Like we've always talked about it, we've never done it. The the idea of actually doing a uh, like a Skype recording or something like that. Well, so. here's the thing: we have, mm. but I was you're in Japan. In Japan, I wasn't actually in the same country with That's a good right. microphone. We could do it though. I have, we could, but I, I really Zoom. don't. I really I don't want to do the hundredth episode like that. I'd rather. It feels not. disingenuous. I'd rather not. Look, I'd rather. I'd rather postpone. We are following all official edicts of yep. our emperor. We will follow the le- the laws of the king. By we'll follow the law of the land, I see. Yes, yes, that we will. And we will not we will not gather if if 
the laws decree otherwise. But if the, if the laws will permit, we sh- the show will go on AC. The show will continue. So currently today, I think there are four cases in the ACT. That's right. Um, and there are some people who are self-isolating. Uh, we yeah. are not in that category as of yet. No. thank. So far, but so good. We AC. are coming close, I reckon. Yeah. And um, so next week... I'm forced to work from home, and that's from month. I'm starting to. So, to be clear, I'm not cramming in a month's worth of work in one week. That would be crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's totally but, what you're going to do, isn't it? Then play video games. Damn right. <laughs> you're done, tootin' AC. No, um, yeah. So it, things are getting serious here. Um, I they're getting from, serious everywhere. They're beyond serious in a lot of places. I think I in think. some places it's worse. Like, I, from what I'm from what I'm reading on the Twitter. It seems like America is really in a, a much worse spot than we are. Yes. Um, they have a lot more people, and a lot of those people don't do what they're told. Yeah. Um, like, you know, in Canberra, where we are, like like you said, there's about there's four confirmed cases. Hmm. We've not yet been told to stay indoors. Uh, it's, like, recommended, you know, kind of thing, but... Yeah, don't, um, don't go to big social events. A hundred, yeah, pe- gatherings of a hundred or more are out, but hmm. other than that, there's no official line saying don't go to your mate's place and record a podcast for instance so i've come over to my mate's place and recorded a podcast <laughs> this this like uh, in two weeks this could sound like really bad like really like, like really reckless and irresponsible yeah it really know. could but yeah. at the current stage it's not quite that bad here in camera yeah so you know as the situation develops we will adapt but yeah. for now we're recording the podcast I, the show will go we on. will postpone the 100th episode if we have to mm-hmm. i don't have any problems with doing that think of all the poor bastards ac at mm. home sequestered in there in the see this would have been the perfect time for us yeah maybe we could do like 99.1 99.2 and drag like, it out and drag it out mm-hmm. and just just like do like silly little like the, over skype the over ma- the masses are desperate over zoom podcast yeah they must be desperate for entertainment two masses in particular one called <laughs> Nathan Swift and one called <laughs> El- <laughs> Andrew Elchon Lynch um <laughs> And they they're crying out for for entertainment. They're saying we have more. We have more than two listeners. I, 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 I will not name them, but I do know we have more. Here we are now. Entertain us! They shout. And they <laughs> Luckily, sh- they don't sing it because <laughs> that would be awful, <laughs> awful song. And so here we are delivering the goods, AC. And the goods this week have been a long time in the making. They have been actually. <laughs> it is speaking of Andrew L. John Lynch. <laughs> um, it is Muramasa for mm. not the we. But the PlayStation Vita. That means life. Or death, either way. So, Muramasa. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be talking about the Vita version, which is Muramasa Rebirth. But first, we're going to be talking about the Wii version. That's right. Which neither of us have actually played, and there is a reason for that. Mm, that's right. And the reason... Well, there's multiple, but yep. a good a good reason is that it's kind of hard to come by. It is, yeah. Okay, so it was developed by Vanillaware, yeah. and it was published by Dun 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 Atlas. So Atlas never yeah. really do games in big numbers mm. Um, mm. releases. So this came out to some uh, positive critical response. Yeah, I think the reviews were broadly positive, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it just happens to be that they didn't release a whole bunch of them. It was pretty popular at the time. It did sell, and uh, and then they just didn't release any more, I think. Yeah. That being said, it was released in Australia, the PAL Territory, and the United States and Canada, okay. and, of course, Japan. Sure. So, uh, this is 
it's it did get a wide release, but not in huge numbers. And because it's one of the few Wii games that does not really use the motion controls, as that's, far as we can tell. That's what I understand, yeah. And is a really good, pretty game. Mm. It was pretty sought after, especially by collectors towards the eve of the Wii's lifestyle. It's kind of funny. Lifetime, se- not lifestyle. It's kind of funny that's a selling point for the Wii. Is like, oh, a game that doesn't use those stupid motion controls. Great. A game that's good on the Wii? Oh, <gasps> wow. No, like, tacked on dumb system, like menu where you have to, like, point the Wiimote or something like there was that. So, there was so much shovelware on that goddamn <laughs> yeah. system. It was so cluttered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this game actually, a bit of a cult hit, I'd call it. Mm, on, definitely. On the Wii. And then in 2013, some bright spark decided that it ought to be uh, available on other platforms, like the Vita AC. Yeah. So it came out on the Vita, the Vita, the PlayStation Vita, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a great place to play you know, indie games and games that are a bit lesser, you know, the lesser known games. It's kind of funny know. how they wanted uh, they wanted uh, Muramasa to get more of a release, you know, so they released <laughs> it on Vita. The one the handheld what nobody bought. Yes, um, basically. So, and and to play this game, Macy, you loaned me your Vita. So I got to, I got some hands-on time with the Vita for perhaps the first time. Well, you can talk a bit about that as well during this. That's a good I mean, idea. a little bit. Yeah. Only because it's my first impressions of the Vita. Um, I like the Vita. Yeah, I, I like it too. Really I think it's, like it's kind of cool. Like yeah. when I was, when I turned it on, I was like, "This is cool." Like yeah. it has, it has, it has, it feels expensive. You yeah, know what I mean? it, it's good quality. Yeah. The Vita is good quality. Mm. The, the first generation of Vitas have the better screen. Yeah, and mm. I think they they used a. It may the sec, other screen may have had better resolution. Was but it was a first gen quality. Yeah, mine is definitely a first gen. Because I, I really noticed the screen quality was gorgeous. It was. Yeah. Um, I felt like it's just. Yeah, I don't know. Everything feels it's silly to say but compared to like a ds it's like oh this is like got metal and yeah yeah there's a bit of weight to it yeah Yeah, and it's got a touchpad on the back for whatever that's i love a ds i love a good ds or a 3ds indeed Mm -hmm. um but they do feel like a kid's toy compared to the vita which is interesting yeah the vita was meant to be more of a a serious gaming serious serious gamers and here's the thing the vita (laughs) did quite well in japan and we keep saying that but there are walls there are still walls and walls shelves of vita games Mm. whereas here they occupy well there's no shelf space in any store for vitas anymore except for secondhand really yeah they are very much it is considered like an, an, a dead system and the thing is it ha- all comes down to a couple of factors but uh you know lack of there was no real hard hitting title for no the system Vita. seller no and mm. the goddamn memory cards were proprietary yeah. and ex- incredibly expensive and you couldn't do anything on the vita without them. they did the so same thing they did with the psp they like shot proprietary yeah. memory that is it was it? it was so expensive on the Vita though. Those things are still expensive, yeah, even though it's a dead system. That's disgusting. It is. It really is. Um, uh, but, but look, it's Sony's own fault, really. It is. Sony's got no one to blame but themselves. But that being said, I still do like the Vita. I think it's yeah. It was cool. Mm. Uh, that, that's my review of the Vita. <laughs> Seems kind of cool. Yeah. Felt expensive. So I uh, was uh, gifted this game for Christmas mm. by one uh, Elchan yeah. a few years ago. A few few years ago now. <laughs> uh, and when he gave it to me, he said, "You guys have to." Review this for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've had a very stop-start relationship with that game ever since. Yeah, yeah. So it is a... First of all, we'll talk about the yeah, game Yeah, what itself. is this game? What, is, what basic, Very basically. Very basic. It is an action RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, like but it also has a side-scroll... In the vein of a side-scrolling hack-and-slash yeah. kind of thing. It's, 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 it's not really a platformer. Like, it has platforming... There are platforms, you can jump yes. on them, but that's not... That's not the main conceit of the game. No. It's combat. Yeah. 
uh, and it is also the art style. Let's let's put that out. Yeah, there. I think aesthetics is like a big part of the game for it sure. Is. It is a beautiful game. Yeah. So this was by Vanillaware, the same people who did Odinsphere and um, Dragon's Crown, which I we've talked think, about in a previous. I think episode. that's right. Odinsphere might have been before these guys split oh, off. Okay, but certainly. Dragon's Crown is a Vanillaware game, and and it's it's from the the brain of George Kamitani. Thank you, Kamitani. Kamitani, who who basically want. It seems like a lot of his career is like recapturing the the beauty of this earlier game called Princess Crown. So Princess um, Crown was actually a Sega Saturn game. Yeah, this is all. I'm I'm piecing this together, mm. so I might get this wrong, guys. Yeah, and it was. But I think Princess Crown is the spiritual sort of ancestor of of which, which was another action RPG. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's it was, I remember thing. it yeah. is mentioned still today in hushed tones for Saturn collectors because mm. it's somewhat of an expensive game. Yeah. I don't know if it was even released. In English. Yeah. Uh, to be completely honest, I just know about the Japanese version. So this is kind of in that... It's it, From what I understand, this is kind of like a... In the vein of those games. So this mm. is kind of an established genre almost. Yeah. Of like side-scrolling, pretty <clears throat> action RPGs. Yeah. And it is um, a very, very beautiful game. Mm. It's very stylized. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the pixel light is absolutely magnificent. Yeah, it's hand-drawn art style. All of the characters kind of have fluid motion mm. uh there's parallax scrolling mm. and each level of the the background is also incredibly pretty yeah um because of this you'll notice that assets are reused just in different places here and there yeah uh basically it's non-linear in the fact it's so it's a little bit metroidvania ish yeah i think there's a, there's a big connected world that yeah. you move through and it blocks off your um your access to certain sections in a sort of a Metroidvania-y way. Like, you've got to get a certain sword yeah. to unlock a certain area. There are about a hundred or so swords, maybe a bit more, yeah. um, and of demon swords that you collect. Yeah. And you can equip three at a time the, or four at a time. It's a very sword-focused, it's very sword-centric, AC. Yeah, so Muramasa was actually a, um, I think, 15th or 16th century swordmaster in Japan yeah. who, who, who um, fashioned incredibly... Uh, stylized and very powerful beautiful katana. swords yeah, yeah and I think the the mythology like there's some mythology sprang up that mm. like maybe some of those swords were cursed or something like mm. that which you know is more of a folklore thing than a historical thing but the cool. Muramasa did actually the Muramasa yeah. school did exist yeah he yeah. was a real guy yeah he was and made swords um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool folklore I mean this game is set in a real historical period so it's actually set in the Edo period yeah um, so mm-hmm. and you do go to Edo Oh, you know, later Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Basically, the map of this is massive and sprawling, and it is basically Honshu, which is the main island of Japan. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. there is... Why we say it's a bit Metroidvania is because there are RPG elements. There's a skill tree. You can equip certain weapons. You can... You, you level up. Yeah. And, you know, you can... I think you can mix very basic foodstuffs Yeah, you together. can make this as cooking system, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is, I didn't even really know about that stuff until I got a little bit further, like two hours into yeah, the Yeah, I must admit, I haven't done a whole lot of cooking. I did a bit of cooking. Mm. Uh, now, to be, let's be completely fair here. To start with, neither of us have beaten this game. It is a long game. Yeah. Um, I got the shits with this game early on <laughs> because I lost my save. I got kind of far into it, mm. not like deep, deep into it, but mm. I was having a good time. Mm. And then my save got overwritten. Oh, 
done. Or I lost the save or there's a corruption on it. And I had to start again. And this time I went, I'm not going to play it on the Vita. I'm going to play it on the PSTV where it's nice and big for my ailing eyesight. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, So I played more into that. And it's, um, look, I mean, I've looked it up on YouTube, what happens and everything like that. It's a, a very convoluted story. I would go as far as to say it's a very anime shonen story. Yeah, and I mean, there are two of them, and there's two stories. So yours, because you played as you played as let me get it right, yep. Momohime, Momohime, yep, and I played as um, uh, what is it, Kitsuke, 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 yeah, and they're different. Like the game is almost comp- like I mean, apart from the sort of the backgrounds and the assets, it's a very different game for each. Yeah, the stories are very different. The beats are very different. You go to yeah. a lot of what looks like the same levels, but there are different enemies and different bosses. So at the start of the game, you get to yeah. pick between Although, these two. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine that when you get further on into the game, it might change. You know, you might start seeing. I imagine stuff the like paths that. might con- converge yes, at some point. I would agree. Um, but start with it seems quite different. Like I, I saw you going through areas that I'd been through, but the enemies were different. Yeah, and the boss fight was different. That's pretty cool. I think it is. Yeah. Um, the one, my one is basically there's a monk uh, whose soul, uh, he's being beaten. His soul goes into Momohime mm-hmm. and her soul kind of gets forced out. Um, but the soul still needs to survive. Otherwise, the rot, the body kind of rots away mm-hmm. uh, and he wants revenge. So he's going around and trying to solve a mystery, find the demon blades and get revenge. And he, you know, all this other he's stuff. Possessing this, this girl's body. <laughs> yeah. And her soul kind of floats around on the outside uh, in certain like save spots. And, yeah. You know, so you just so, you know, she's still OK. And it's, you know, there, there, there's lovers, tri- like not triangles so much as betrayals when you find out more about her past. Okay. Hmm. And it's, look, it's interesting, but as I said, it's a bit convoluted. It's a bit shonen anime yeah. sort of. I, like, got, I got that vibe with Kisuke's yeah. story as well. Like it's it's like an amnesia, an amnesia plot line. Oh, yeah. Like he he's he just wakes up and everyone's trying to kill him. And he's like, why is, why is everyone trying to kill me? And everyone's calling him a traitor and stuff like There's all these ninjas out to kill him. And you realize that he like betrayed his own clan and stole a demon blade or something like that and hmm. um something happened and he forgot oh then that's right like he was like mortally wounded and this like demon like this like ancient ghost guy came along and like offered to save his life except he would like merge his soul with him or yeah something. i'm so probably similar. i'm probably messing this all up but <laughs> it's like the thing is that it's it's quite like i hate to use the word convoluted but like it's it's dense like this plot is a bit dense and I was just enjoying button mashing my way through the game, so I wasn't really reading a lot of the so yeah, it <laughs> the is, text too closely. It is a bit um, disjointed yeah. now and again, I will say, because <clears throat> it's not just hack and slash, although basically you go along these beautiful set pieces mm. and you only ever draw your sword if there's an enemy. And yeah. it's it's an automated process. You draw your sword, you kill all the enemies, then mm. you get like experience points at the end. Yeah, uh, it's very stylized. It sheaths the sword, very cool. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how the old RPGs mm. would do like a random battles. Like they're not; these are not random, but they happen at least once every screen you're on. But they, the, they may the be enemies random. are random. They're a little bit random. Yeah. A little, yeah. Um, but it does that thing of like, in, like remember in Final Fantasy VII, if you're wandering along through the world, then like the screen just changes and then you're in battle mode and then yeah. you fight and then it comes back out of the battle mode and then you're wandering around again. So the perspective does that this doesn't yeah. really change except it kind of locks the screen in place so you screen. can't escape. You draw your sword. Yeah, and... Um, you can run off. You can run off screen, but you get zero XP if you don't if you don't kill all the. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't. It depends. Um, yeah. Depends on the enemy. Sometimes I think as well. Yeah. Uh, the so uh, so about the gameplay a bit. One of the things yeah. is that the well, the reason it's a Metroidvania is that 
There is a lot of backtracking in this game. You will go one way on one path, and then you need to get something, like a demon's blade, and then you have to go back along another path, and then you have to shatter a barrier. The barriers are what keeps you from getting to the next point. So often you'll find a barrier, and you'll go, oh, I don't have the sword for this, so you've got to go back and get the sword, usually from a boss. Yeah. And, you know, there's even if you do defeat an enemy or something then or get an item, then you have to go back the way you came. Yeah. So it's very pretty. And I've noticed that a lot of the the random encounters mm. usually happen on the same screen. Yeah. There's certain mm. screens that are like encounter screens. Yeah. And you will find the enemies change. Sometimes. Sometimes it's like the same enemies every bloody time. Yeah. But sometimes there are areas where it's. It's it's different each time. And sometimes you just um, want to keep going. Like you don't want to have mm. to fight the, you know, you, you go two, two screens over. Yeah. From a fight, and then you go, oh, I've come the wrong way, and then you just want to go right back and follow the path. Yeah. So the path can be a little bit confusing as well. There's like kind of a vague flag of where you need to go. Yeah, the maps aren't always quite as helpful as you'd like. I mean, the, the game is just a set of screen, like screens that are connected. Yeah. You know, and and the map shows you the screens, and it has little lines sort of connecting them up. But mm. sometimes you'll overlook a line, like. Like, there might be a box representing a screen. There might be, like, four lines coming off of it to show the four different paths. You might only notice there are three lines if you don't look closely at the screen. Yeah. Um, And I've gotten stuck a few times by, like, overlooking a a branching path. I mean, that's my own fault. But the game doesn't... What I'm saying is the game doesn't lead you by the hand. It doesn't have, like, a breadcrumb trail. It just has the map and a flashing flag you want to be over here vaguely and it's up to you to navigate your way through yeah, and sometimes the way you think you need to go is certainly not the way you 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 know you you go yeah so the map takes a little bit of getting used to i think once you've i think the map system is actually quite clever once you've grasped what it wants you to do mm. and how to do it then it's fine yeah um but until you kind of go oh okay but there <laughs> are some annoyances with it a lot of there's a lot of moments in this game where you go oh because you've been doing it wrong for however long and then you're like oh so the reason like when you're when you're backtracking fighting like you know encounter screens and you just want to get to this place you have a habit of like I just I just want to keep going I just want to keep going I just want to hack and slash the enemies Mm. and then so when the story beats come along you just go I just want to fight someone (laughs) yeah because it is because the the, the, the the joy of this game and what makes it good is the combat. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the... So, tell us about the combat. All right. So, the combat is very fast-paced. You have three swords, okay? And you can equip three at any time. You got you can have, like, I don't know, 20, 30. I think there's actually 100 and... Yeah, 101, so 111. Yeah. Some huge amount of swords in this game. Um, but you can only equip three at a time. Um, and you switch between them by pressing triangle... And as you're using your sword, um, and especially when you block incoming blows, yeah. your sword has like a like a meter that like a health bar basically that goes down, and you can also reduce the health bar by using special attacks. So yeah. essentially, at some point, you're going to want to switch your sword out because otherwise, it's going to break. So it's important um, to note that the swords do heal themselves once after they sheath. Yeah, sheathed. They you yep. know they start basically building their hit points back. Yeah, that's right. And I have run into a couple of situations where I've been blocking and hacking and slashing so frequently that basically all my swords were fucking yes, useless. Yes, I've had that happen. Once once all three swords, <laughs> once all three of the swords are broken, you kind of screwed. Yeah. Um. So there's a there's a bit of strategy there. Yeah, there is. I mean, to be clear, there's two difficulty settings for this game. Yeah. And I was playing on the easy one, and I assume you were too. Yes, um, there is legend and chaos. Yeah, I felt because I read I read those descriptions really closely of like what it said about each mode, and I decided that chaos was for people who have a lot of time and really really like action games and love like the challenge of all this stuff. Mm. And um, I'm certainly not 
in that category. I'm not someone who's like, I didn't like play all the Devil May Cry's and love them. I'm not like an action RPG guy, yeah. you know? So I was like, I'll pick the easy option. And I think that's been a wise choice. Yeah, I think so too, um, because it's a, it's yeah. a bit of a frantic game mm. and all of the, uh, all of the hacking and slashing that you do can get a little bit repetitive, yeah. which is why I really like the boss fights because the boss fights are like quite unique. Most of the bosses are unique Mm. Uh, and they have different sort of, um, like, they have different attacks and a different attack patterns that you need to get used to. You yeah. usually die on the first try. Yeah. You go, oh, okay, that's what I meant to do. And then you just want to get back to it. Mm. But a lot of the enemies, uh, when you hit a, a screen of enemies, they're usually just kind of one type. Mm. Mm. Or one like subtype of of enemy, yeah, sort of thing. So like you you'll meet ninjas and maybe ninjas on kites, or you'll meet like mm. woolly eyeballs that kind of come and attack you. Yeah, there's an area where it's all so, like cappers and weird little demon like demon guys and stuff, and like yeah, so it's it's pretty repetitive in that sense. But mm. I think I, I I suspect that if it was on chaos difficulty, you'd have to think a lot more and be a lot more tactical. Yeah, because I found the game very button mashy, and I don't think that's a criticism. Like I chose the easy difficulty setting mm. and so i'm just mashing my way through the game and actually quite enjoying it i think there is still some skill there because what i'm enjoying is there are at, combos at the end of yeah there's a combo meter so uh you know like if you hit someone more than once it starts counting how many hits you've got and, and you can got, do some pretty funky moves yeah i've gotten it up to like 300 or so comp like hits uh, mm. at which point it changes color and it's pretty exciting um and so there's a skill, there's, there's there's some joy in being good at the game, even if the game isn't forcing you mm. to be good. I think if you're on chaos mode, it would force, I'm assuming, it would force you to be good at it. But in legendary mode, it's more just like, well, if you want to be really good, then the game will reward you. Like if you don't get hit in combat, you get an XP bonus. If you kill everyone really quickly, you get an XP bonus. Mm. And I've become a bit obsessed with getting those XP bonuses. Like, yeah, like when it's I, so addictive, isn't when it? A game, when a fight finishes and I haven't got all those bonuses i'm like i didn't do good enough you know <laughs> like um so i think there is still skill there on the legendary setting but it's more an opt-in kind of thing and you can just mash your way through the game it seems without too much you can too much i did get some of the good like i have been learning some of the things and, and some of the combos and you can yeah you can of course um, you can slash up and knock them up into the air yeah my favorite one down. is like down you can do kind of like tornado attacks and special attacks and each sort it has its own special attack yeah. wear your blade more yes. and there is a skill tree as I said like you can kind of do more th- things in the menus mm-hmm. because huge, it is an action RPG there's a huge amount of swords as we said mm. and you can you, at some point you unlock the ability to forge swords and mm. then you can just like once you've got enough souls and I don't know money mon or whatever it is you mm. can you can um buy you can start forging swords and then i think that's when the game gets a bit nuts um i think yeah this is the kind of game and i think you mentioned this earlier on mm. tonight this is the kind of game that i would have been obsessed with in my like early to mid 20s or yeah. late teens there's a lot to dig into here like just um, the, i would have come for the combat and i would have stayed for the systems yeah but unfortunately as an adult it is just so hard to kind of find the time just to keep digging into it all the time i found that like when i first like for example when it first opened up the the tree of all the swords you can buy Mm. i was disheartened (laughs) like and i don't think that's the reaction the game wants you to have i think the game wants you to be like oh wow so many things to buy so and i was just like i don't have time for this (laughs) you know like (laughs) this is not a game i'm gonna finish welcome to the curse of the of the of 
of the people with children. People basically. with children do not have time to unlock a hundred swords. No, you know. So, this or is if not, you do, that is your life. Like you, yeah, you don't get to do anything else. You do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I. This is not. A, it's not really for us, really, is it? I say. Um, <laughs> but we gave it a red hot go. I think I spent about twenty hours playing. Yeah, it. I think I spent about eighteen or something. Yeah. So we both had a good, and that's just in the. the yeah, it's about a 40, forty hour game. I think at the very, at the um, at yeah. the very least. I th- and I feel like I was about maybe halfway through it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of backtracking. And yeah, stuff. I mean, it could, I could be wrong, and it could be like a ten-hour game, and I'm I'm playing like the, the chump way of doing yeah, it or something. Or I've grossly overestimated the amount of time that I've actually been uh, playing no, with dude, it. You want to use this sword? Oh, you're doing it wrong. But yeah, I mean, yeah. what are your final thoughts on this one, Robbie? Okay, well, I I really like it. I mean, the thing is that I actually have a lot of respect for this game. I think yeah. it's it's beautiful. It's well done. You can tell there's so much thought put into it. Hmm. The combat's well balanced. The story is good. The acting is cool. Like, I liked um, Kisuke's, like, he's got this, like, I'm not sure how it would translate in, ja- in Japanese, but he's got, like, a tough guy way of talking. Like, he, mm. and he's he's crude and rough with people and, like, insults them and stuff like that. And it's just, like, not your typical hero. Um, and I enjoy that about it. Um, it kind of, it's given me those, like, Ninja Scroll vibes, you know, that, that particular, like, that, that that type of shonen anime that's like yeah. set in historical Japan, a lot of sword fight, a lot of mystical abilities and like demons and fun stuff and like so it's got that like adult shonen anime thing going for. I'm it not sure really it, does. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly. Ninja Scroll is a really good comparison there. I think um, actually, the Ninja Scroll anime was kind of infamous in the late '90s in Australia. Yeah, yeah, and that it's given me those vibes a bit, and so I'm enjoying it on that level. Um, the only drawback for me really is that. There's just so much here. There's so much to do. I get the sense that that I could be doing, I could be playing this game on a much higher tier of skill, but I'm not bothering to. Mm. And I'm and there's so many swords to unlock, and I'm not really paying attention to what I'm. I'm just buying swords randomly because I'm just like, all right, I've got some money. I'll just and, yeah. then, and hopefully I can unlock the right swords to get to the next bit. I'm not paying attention the way the game wants me to because I don't have the time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have the mental like bandwidth to deal with it like it's just it's a big dense action rpg with a lot there to dig into and if you're the kind of person that loves that kind of game you're gonna love it you're gonna probably think this is one of the greatest games um but for me where i'm at it's just not for me so i think i'll give it a partial recommendation because Mm -hmm. i feel like someone else might really love this but it's just not for me uh, how do you how do you feel, AC? I think the best way to describe this game for me is mm. that I love this game when I'm playing this game. Mm. Like mm. when I'm playing it, it feels good. The combat feels magnificent. Yeah. Um, I'm getting used to the systems, and you know you can cook your own meat, and you get potions, and yeah, you know when you're thing, yeah. figuring out the bosses is is really fun. And I love the art. You can just. Mm. soak in and look at this game and that's what mm. makes the backtracking in this game tolerable because the backgrounds are beautiful even yeah, when you're because, running through like yeah. empty, empty stages it still looks kind of cool it does yeah um, and it, it, it just feels it's just a, a wonderful experience to play mm. however <laughs> when I stop playing it it just exits my mind completely yeah like I kind of had to force myself to go back to this game quite a few times. It's not a go, page turner. It's not. It's like, really not. It's not gripped to you. No, yeah. it hasn't, and it's yeah. such a shame because it has all of these elements which I really, really love, mm. and it's got the original Japanese voices in the game. Like yeah. they just subtitled it because they didn't want to redub it and lose that sort of yeah I, style. And I actually really appreciate that. Yeah, I thought that was a cool choice. 
I think it was a very good choice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, look, at the end of the day, I do recommend this game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's if, worth if you If you come across it in the wild for mm-hmm. either Wii or Vita, yeah. I think uh, even the Vita version is getting a little bit rare now because the Vita is kind of rare now. <laughs> um, I think you should pick it up because it is just a wonderful experience. But this time it just didn't, it just didn't enthrall me in the mm. way that I wanted it to, I suppose. Okay. But I, I still recommend it just for the combat and the art alone because it's it's truly magnificent. Yeah. The story? Uh, I'm I just going to say it's very shown in anime. I wonder whether that's because <laughs> of the character you picked. Because my character's story was a little bit simpler and a little bit more like classic revenge story or classic kind of like I think mine was betrayal a, a, kind was of... Definitely, there was a, definitely a lot of revenge story tropes in mine as well. Mm. I just... That's that kind of story is just not what kind of grips me. That's kind of like a late teen, early twenties sort of revenge fantasy story, which yeah. I'm just, just not into these days. Sure. Okay, Rob, mm-hmm. you have actually been playing some video games here. Yeah, just wanted to do something different and play games. <laughs> so uh, you basically had a week to play as much Muramasa as you could mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, I needed to play it a bit and you needed to play it a bit and yeah. we really wanted to actually review this. And I did play a fair chunk of it, I see. You did indeed. Uh, but I also managed to squeeze in some other games as well because I love video games. I don't know if you know that about me. I've heard um, rumors on the grapevine. Yeah, so I played so this this Muramasa game uh, is its subtitle is The Demon Blade. Mhm. But I played another demon themed game, I guess. Yeah, it's all demons with you all I know. day. It's funny that, isn't it? Hmm. Um this game is called Demon's Tilt and it is a and this is what the game describes itself as an occult pinball experience. Oh, uh, I'm in. Yeah. All right, you got me. So this is basically video pinball. Yep. But the conceit or like the gimmick, whatever you want to call it, is that the video is the video pinball machine is possessed by Satan or something. Mm-hmm. And so like it's it's a big multi-tier video pinball machine, just one machine. Yeah, but it's kind of got multiple levels on it. And multiple like tiers if you like, like yeah. at the bottom, you know, where you're risking the ball falling in the hole and yep. that kind of crap. And then there's like a different set. There's like there's like ten paddles or something. It just keeps going up and up. You know? Oh right, okay. Um, and the machine itself is like there's always like a cult sort of. There's like little weird pentagrams and things, and they glow. There's like a weird goblin guy with in a purple robe, who like you have to kill with the ball. There's Lilith hanging out. There's a there's like a three headed like yep. weird demon thing at the top of the. It's 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 a lot. It's that a lot. sounds cool. Um, I gotta say, it's, but it's how, video pinball, you know. How good are the graphics? Look, it's pixely. It's sort of trying to go for a thirty-two bit. Like you know that sort of look where it's like, well, this is trying to look sixteen bit, but there's no way that a sixteen bit system would have been able to yeah. do all this. So I would call that more of a thirty-two bit look. So um, how are the ball physics? Good, yeah. And one problem I have with the game is that sometimes you lose track of the ball because. There's so much going on on screen, mm-hmm. um, lights and colors and magic and stuff that you can sometimes lose track of where the ball is. But the ball physics feel good. It feels very fair. Like it, it feels like a proper pinball machine. Um, I was playing it with the controller and so using the triggers. Oh yeah, for the the paddles, best way to play video pinball felt good. Yep. Um, yeah, I, it's it's actually quite addictive. And it's, even though it's just the one table. I think that's a good thing in a way because they just made that one table really rad. Yeah. Um, and I started out not really knowing what I was doing and then 
at this point I'm getting like 10 million points kind of thing, getting my multiplier up, you know, and like I figured out how the table works, which is probably the first pinball game I've actually ever done that. Because I've always played pinball knowing, I've always played pinball knowing that like there is probably a right and wrong way to play this. Like yeah. the, I probably got to hit something in sequence. There are strategic ways you know, to play pinball yeah. and get ball multipliers and point multipliers and stuff like that. And some people are very good at that. Yeah. And some people just get on there and go, ding, 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 I'm done. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, yeah, and just want to just stay alive as long as they can. Yeah. And that's fine too. And that was basically my my pinball strategy is I just want I just want time for my dollar. I put yeah. my dollar in and then I want as much time playing that game as I can. So speaking of which, how much was this game? And is oh, it from Steam? Okay, so it's on the Xbox game pass thing uh, so i got i didn't pay any money for this okay um but i think it retails for maybe like 10 15 buck okay um is that is, worth it do you reckon i think so it, look do you like video pinball i do you know yeah i do i have a bit of a fondness for it yeah because i think video pinball is really niche like because there's people who like pinball and then there's a subset of those people who also like video pinball and and that's what this is i want to own a table but i can never afford or have the room mm. for an actual table yeah, yeah. but i really enjoy playing even though i'm not, I'm not very good at it mm. and i i have uh crew ball for genesis yeah, Mega yeah, Drive. yeah yeah motley crew that's pinball. a classic video yep. pinball mm-hmm. pinball of course for the nes famicom mm-hmm. two versions of that uh, Kirby's pinball and i even have the virtual pinball uh on the on the virtual ps4 the ps the PSVR, vr psvr yeah thing that's the word i was looking for playstation vr yeah yeah um so this game is it's one of those you know like it it, it it's a good i would venture to say very good video pinball game like i would just sit there and what i found the, the sweet spot was was i could play this game because it's mindless i could mm. listen to a podcast while i played it oh, so i would sit there cool. like, like for, for an hour or two listening mm. to podcasts and just playing some some freaking pinball and it's good um so yeah i'd recommend that that is a fun game and certainly i mean it's it came out in 2019 uh and it's probably available i think it's available on like all sorts of let me have a look uh yes it's available on switch xbox one and windows hmm, cool. not the playstation wow um, okay a notable like conspicuously absent i see yeah um but still i would definitely recommend that if you have one of those systems and you like pinball that's a fun game you know i might i'm not I'll sure some, like screens and stuff but i am totally curious it's like, you know it's kind of like dark and gothy looking with like a little so when you neon. say there's like 10 levels do you just mean 10 screens that oh so like like if you imagine you, it like a really long imagine table a really long table okay so like right. when you get you can shoot the ball up and it'll so go I, very because far. sometimes like there are different yeah. there are different levels in pinball where it'll no. go above or sometimes below and i was wondering if it Went up stories. It was just like a super mega long pinball. From what I understand, kind of cool. Although now I'm seeing screenshots here that are probably spoiler laden. I'm like, I haven't seen that before. Ah. So there might be other things I haven't unlocked yet. AC. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly enjoying that. Uh, so yeah, that one gets a recommendation. Demons Tilt. Demons is Tilt. The name. Okay. Uh, yeah. Check it out. So that's a bit different to what I normally play. Normally I play like, you know, boring, dense, like tabletop strategy type things, AC. Yeah. And that's boring and dense are definitely how I would describe your taste in games yeah. and yourself. And that's this next game, which is called <laughs> Space Hulk. Oh, uh, hang on. Which this is sounds, based is on... this War Warhammer 40k? Yes. It's a 40 it's a it's a, it. a it's a Warhammer it's a games workshop thing. Okay. It's a games workshop so, thing. So, did you make sure not to bathe for a week? <laughs> Uh, you know, have very questionable politics and hang out in enclosed spaces with no air conditioning. 
<laughs> I think I also have to like buy a trench coat and a fedora and at least one broadsword. Hopefully with like, a, with like a nice like gem in the in the hilt. <laughs> um, but uh, no, this is uh, this is basically a recreation of the Space Hulk board game, and it's actually like a very faithful. Some might argue too faithful recreation of the Ooh, okay. of the board game. So, number one, number one problem with this game, it doesn't really have a tutorial, and this is a very complex board game. So I don't know. Okay, so does it come with a rule set? I don't or know something? who the fuck didn't put a tutorial into this game. I think if you played, like I played the campaign, and the cam- it, does it come with a PDF with the rules? The in campaign it? does teach you how to play the game, okay. but it does it in a kind of a convoluted way. I would have preferred a quick get in get out tutorial like just a, just an option on the menu tutorial yeah that would have been nice but instead you have to like start the campaign i, I think that if if you buy something with the words warhammer 40k in the mm, title mm. you already know what you're fucking getting well in theory i mean this game is kind of a- aimed at people who played the board game back in the day and i i did but only like a little bit okay i had to remember how to play it you know but it, it it's a cool board game and, and this game does a good job of like just like recreating the 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 um the board game. Okay. Um, it's so awesome. what's what's its hook? The hook is okay. There's these big. Okay, it's the it's the forty first millennium AC. No, I hate that millennium. And war is everywhere or whatever you know. Yep. And so there's these big spaceships floating through space through the galaxy, just gigantic, rotting, empty hulks. As hulks, they were. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh and humanity wants to like salvage them. And take and you know check and just check them to make sure they're not full of you know horrible aliens that want to kill us. So these aren't Earth ships. No, these are like finding. these are like drifting hulks out in space. Maybe they're from like maybe they're from Earth like tens of thousands of years ago or something like that. Um, and so, some of them are chock full of aliens. AC, of course. And so you send your little space marines onto mm-hmm. the onto the ship, and they're special space marines. They're called Terminators. AC. Um, Ooh, really? Because they've got like Terminator armor, so they're like bigger and chunkier than normal Space Marines. Yeah, bigger shoulder pads. Like yeah, basically. You know how you know how Space Marines have really big shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. They look like '80s villains. Even bigger, <laughs> even more shoulder pad for your buck. Um, and uh, yeah, you kind of just stomp around these big, uh, empty or supposedly empty space hulks, and then aliens come and you got to shoot them. You know? So it's interesting where the where the word like the Hulk. The word Hulk has many different meanings, but one of the more prevalent meanings was actually uh, a place to keep prisoners. When right. old ships in England, especially, yeah. they had such a high prison population, mm-hmm. they didn't know what to do with them all. Before they were going to transport them to America or Australia or yeah. somewhere else, they would keep them on the Thames in old ships. Yeah, they wouldn't. They were not seaworthy. They would like sink if they went out to sea. Yeah, they exactly. were just moored at the docks, and they were they were full of- basically just rotting corpses of their former selves. Yeah. Yeah, and, just and you just had to survive yeah. on the hulks. So that's where that word comes from, mm. space hulk. Um, but there's no prisoners on on these hulks. They see just a whole lot of gene stealers, which are basically like like B grade knockoff aliens. From okay. the In fact, the more you play this game, the more you, the more you realize someone just watched the movie Aliens with an S. Yep. And decided, I like that. Let's make Warhammer that. Okay, great, fantastic. Because um, no one's ever done that before. Ever. Well done, guys. Yeah. So like you stomp around the ship. There's like. It's turn-based board game, right? There's some cool things, though, that make it a little interesting. So you can set your guys on Overwatch, which means that you can set your t- your space marine with a big machine gun to just watch a corridor. Yeah. And then in the enemy's turn, if enemies come into his line of sight, he shoots them. Okay. 
Um, and he'll keep shooting them until he's like gun jams or runs out of ammo. So you can kind of set up like so it's tactical. traps. Yeah, like it's quite tra- it's quite tactical, and um, the rule set does a good job of making you feel powerful, but you have to be smart. You know, like the aliens if they reach you, I'm gonna keep calling them aliens because gene stealers is frankly gene as in G E N E. Yeah, I mean they're basically they're aliens for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. Um, if they reach you, they will tear you apart. So the whole thing is keeping them at arm's length while you progress. Because the idea is you've got to progress through the ship. You're not just killing aliens. Because they come... They're, like, constantly coming. Is, it, is this kind of um, like... It sounds kind of like Gauntlet, almost. Yeah, a little bit. And you've got to, like... And it's kind of fun. Like, on the in the board game, they, they replicate this in the game. You'll get, like... It's so it's so aliens, AC. Yeah. You've got, like, blips. So, like, when, when the aliens first arrive on the board, if you can't see them, they're just a blip. And mm-hmm. you're not sure if that blip is like one alien, two aliens, three or four. It's just detecting movement somewhere. It's just a little blip. And then once the blip comes into your guy's vision, then you can see how many aliens it is and stuff like that. So it's this tense kind of experience of trying to make your way through these corridors. What um, What's the goal? Like just to clear them out or do you get, do you, get to a... Do you scrap it or do It's you... usually getting to a particular point and collecting an item or like pressing a button or something that... Gets you to the next, you know, level like yeah, recovering some sort of item or something and bringing it back. Um, it's it's rarely I don't I don't think ever about killing the aliens. It's always like that they're an obstacle to you. You're trying to salvage stuff, are you? Yeah, because it's easy. It's actually easy to set up and kill aliens. You can just set up a good ambush and just mm. hammer sit away. There. But what's hard is to like move your guys through the ship while still defending yourself. You know, um, and that's where the challenge is 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 setting up a good. Figuring out a good way to move your marines through while still keeping them covered, so they don't get like slaughtered. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's kind of fun, but it, it's it's pretty bloody geeky. This is definitely a Rob game. Okay, so um, my next question is: Is this recent? Like, yeah, this came out recent. I think this came out like this year or late last year. Wow. Yeah, and it was still based off a board game that came out. I'm guessing 20 years ago. Or it's something. a bit low budget, I will say. Like, yeah. it's it seems to be mainly an online thing. They, they seem to be encouraging people to play this online. So, can you play with mates and stuff Ye- online? Yeah. I haven't tried it. I mean, there's a campaign. Mm-hmm. I've been playing the campaign, which is like single player. But there is like one of the... It, it seems very clearly designed to like... It has quick match and then like multiplayer and then like campaign is like the third or op- third or fourth So, you've option. been playing by yourself so far. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't like humans and I don't want to play online with Yeah. People. I'd um, imagine that... Yeah. That would be the case. And, and especially in... In terms such as this, you just don't know who you're going to get yeah, teamed just, up with. I don't have to talk to someone, yeah. I think. That's, that's because if you're being tactical and strategic, you really don't want to have to do that with some fedora-wearing trench coat adorned bastard on the other side yeah. of a microphone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because that's your job, baby. That's right. <laughs> I'm the trench coat-wearing fedora <laughs> guy. I'm the one who hates women. No, wait, I love women. Wait, what's the good thing to say? Uh, oh, you, you've <laughs> dug yourself a very big hole here, Robbie boy. <laughs> I, I love trench coats. They're dead giveaway. Some women and hate others. There we go. Perfect. Spotless. Did you hear him? You just hated. <laughs> Which women do you hate, Rob? List list them. Tell me. Well, let me open my book. <laughs> Chapter A. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, okay, you're you're in the clear. No, it's all good. I I wait. I love all women except the ones that are cancelled. There you go. Now <laughs> PC cred restored. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe you. Totally. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's the games I've been playing, AC, while I've been progressively 
pushing forward for the future of oppressed people. Yeah, okay. That sounds exactly you? like you. You've never stopped doing that. What have you been doing, AC? Helping you, you oppressed your, people? Your, your right-wing think what tank. You, what have you been using your tank? privilege for? My, my white privilege, <laughs> of, of which there is a lot. I can't even talk anymore. It hurts <laughs> my soul. You don't have a soul. Yeah, that's true. I sold it to you for five bob. Well, I've got it in a little jar, and I go, shake, 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 and it goes, yeah, I get chest pains when you do that. <laughs> I just, I stick it in a box, playing, like, poppy 80s music all the time. Right. It's slowly dying. Poppy 80s music. Because everyone knows, like, Rob, for those of you who don't know, mm. uh, a hardcore gangster rap. Yeah, that's my he fave. He actually really loves that. Yeah. Uh, he knows I more love- about, like, hardcore gangster rap than probably anyone else in Canberra. I made this bad life choice early on where I was like, I'm going to listen to no music except rap. And... And it's paid off for you. Yeah. Well... You're a cardigan wearing civil servant. That's right, yeah. Street cred. <laughs> I got tons of it. <laughs> Which is why poppy 80s, poppy 80s music is just making your soul slowly die. No, I don't mind it. I mean, I think... I don't know. I don't hate much music. I, I just... There's only I don't hate very much music, but I only know much about one yeah. type of music. <laughs> that's fair enough. Right? Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so that's that's been me. I life stuff, um, not so much to report. I mean, it's it's all dominated by the gosh darn virus, AC. So it is, and it's I think all we've virus all had, centric at the we've moment. We've all had enough of that. Yeah, haven't we? The, people come to us for escapism, AC. Yeah, I, I think we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll talk about my so-called life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in my actual life, we've just been trucking along. Um, May's going to a couple of more lessons of swimming at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, trying to help her get a bit of a leg up. Mm. Uh, her, uh, her sightedness or lack thereof kind of makes it a little bit difficult for her to trust people and is, is very apprehensive about losing any visual continuity in other words going underwater sure freaks her the fuck out right which i can relate to which Mm -hmm. is fair enough but uh you know we all got to take the plunge sometime that's right that's what i'm is what i'm saying so we're just jumping the deep end they say well we just we're just helping her along they see we were talking about this tonight and it's kind of tempting to do what our parents did to us which is effectively throw us in the deep end Mm -hmm. like literally that's probably what they did Mm -hmm. no that is actually what they did (laughs) I, I, I want to be a kinder person to the next generation. I don't. I, the, this cycle of jerks has to end at some point. <laughs> oh god, that, I hate the hazing ritual. Yeah, to go back millennia. No, oh, now you're a Campbell, but I don't want to be a Campbell. You're a Campbell now. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll show you. Twenty five years later, I'm a Yoshimura. <laughs> Showed you, old man. Uh, ancestors. Uh, it was kind of a white day um, last Saturday, mm. which is uh, the... It's a Japanese-only holiday. I've talked about it before. Mm. For people, men, to reciprocate the woman's feelings mm-hmm. or just generosity on Valentine's Day. Right. Uh, however, you and I were at a party Oh, that's that right. Day that's right. For also a friend of the show, Ben. That's right. We we did do things. We went to a Bucks party at an arcade. We did. Indeed. We did. We, that was a that was a fun filled weekend. We should talk one. about that on our goddamn video game podcast. Yes, we should. That's why I brought it up. I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> at least one of us did. You, you traitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but be, I did actually end up. Ma- Maria was having a bit of a bad day, so I, I ended up making her some handmade chocolate. No, um, that's like nice. I was hoping I could get away with it before she got out of putting me to bed. Um, mm. in, in my 
rush of doing this. Mm-hmm. I'd made like nine of these things. Mm-hmm. Like I melted the chocolate and put extra sugar in and a bit of flavoring and added more milk and was stirring it. Um, <laughs> and I even like got like little individual, like little cups oh, and cute. little roses, like sugar roses from the shops where you can oh. put them in and the melted chocolate. So it was actually quite fancy. That's adorable. <laughs> the first four or five turned out really good. Mm-hmm. It went progressively downhill from there. Oh, no. Okay. Because I was trying to do this in such a hurry, uh, and then I was pouring the chocolate and I wasn't stirring it at the same time. Oh, no. That the chocolate burnt effectively oh, no. to the saucepan. So oh, I finally managed yeah. to do these, and some of them were a lot more crunchy, but still very nice and edible than others yeah. because it had started to burn. And I actually, like, blackened the inside of the saucepan. So I, I was literally there with the steel wool for 10 minutes going, <laughs> and Maria's going, what are you doing over there? It's like, oh, what's he in the kitchen for? Get out of that kitchen. <laughs> really uh, but she, it did cheer her up, and she was she was very happy with the results. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, well, the thought, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. It was actually good chocolate. Well, at least... Five pieces were. She's giving the thumbs up. So that was nice. Um, we did go to Ben's Bucks party. Now, Ben yeah. is, uh, is is a bit of uh, what we call in the old English vernacular a teetotaler. Yes. Uh, which I respect him for. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he didn't want any stripped diddly dippers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his brother um, was very sporting, sporting mm-hmm. and took him to this new place called Kingpin in the city. Yeah. Which is kind of like a... All purposes, entertainment sort of area. It had an escape room, which we did. We got close, but actually probably not that close to solving it. I want to say we were like less close than we think. Yeah. But gosh, it felt like we were close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There there were three rooms where you had to kind of figure your way out into the next one. Mm -hmm. And we, we had some trouble in the second room mostly like we were there for like probably more than half the time yeah i don't want to get spoilers for this room but i mean like we got very very close there were some clues that were very they're always very esoteric yeah uh and the conceit was you know you're in the lost city of atlantis trying to you know get uh, poseidon's trident Mm -hmm. and look it was it was fun like it was it was probably i thought it was going to be fun but i think it was a bit more fun than i thought it was going to be yeah so i think it was it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as quite as much as I did. Yeah. I got quite into it. Mm. Um, and we got we got into the next last room and we solved a couple of puzzles there and we were, we figured out this tile thing. We started to get on the scent of the... We got onto the blood, you know. We, were we like, only were three tiles yeah. away from solving that puzzle and I think there was one more puzzle, at least one more puzzle after that. Yeah, so... so- it was a, it was a bit of a tricky one. The girl one. said that like only forty percent of people beat it, yeah. so I didn't feel too bad. No, it wasn't really. A, it was just about you know hanging out and having fun and problem solving. And then yeah. we went uh, ten pin bowling. Yeah, that was great. Like a couple of that was a good there. like stress relief after the after the um, escape room to just yeah. do some good old fashioned bowling. Um, disappointed I didn't get a chance to write poo as my name on the screen. <laughs> they wrote okay. all of those because we put them down. I would have liked ass or poo or maybe our, sex. Our team did win and mm. I beat you by one point, bitch. That's right. <laughs> just like in the fighting games, we're very neck and neck, but you're slightly better than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> just enough to annoy me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy. And that's why I exist, basically, to annoy you. But the, that was fun as well. Yeah. And then while we were doing this, there was a bar there. So Ben didn't really, you know. He didn't have any drinks, so we helped ourselves. We did. We had a, we had a None few beers. Like, none of us got like shit face right no 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 but we, we we loosen the vocal muscles up for the last little bit mm-hmm. which was karaoke yeah we got an hour's worth of karaoke 
in a, in a little booth there, and uh, it was a bit of a cavalcade of 80s classics, they see. Well, uh, we needed to do something that everyone loved, and at this point, I should point out that, number one, Australian karaoke fucking sucks. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's not nowhere near as good as It all feels karaoke. like the tech is from the 80s, which is weird, because it's like 2020. There was like a touchscreen that wasn't very responsive and like didn't really have a lot of what I have come to expect from like karaoke booths in Japan which Mm. is like it's a part of the culture over there really Mm. and we did do a lot of 80s songs uh it is also worth mentioning that Ben's dad was there as well Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's it's important to keep in mind like uh, a a very a very proper uh New Zealand gentleman uh, part of the British Navy of course funny I don't mean he was nice it was a lovely guy he's Desmond is a lovely lovely and then quite quite you know like a fun person like he wasn't mm. he wasn't a spoil sport or anything no. but it was just funny having this like older gentleman with us the whole time yes. we were like carrying it was like, on kind like, of like our chaperone to a certain extent yeah like it sort of <laughs> kept the things from getting a bit too crazy yeah um, and he, he chose a couple of Beatles classics like Hey Jude and Yesterday I think that's right yeah he did enjoy the Beatles which I thought was cute mm. and we um we belted out some chisel and some uh, oh we did do some cold chisel didn't we <laughs> Fucking oath. <laughs> uh, we did. Uh, we did some Ghostbusters, of course. Yeah. We did some Huey Lewis in the news. That's important. Yeah. Huey for, Lewis for Ben's party, important. it was definitely important. So. I sang um, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" as a special dedication to Ben and Veronica. I think he appreciated that. Um, I think Von- Veronica really appreciated the fact that she wasn't there <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, it was funny. And, we all, and, and I was constantly singing like one octave lower than I should have, mm. um, but it was fun nonetheless. Uh, it was a it was a good box party, I think. And, yeah. and then we actually played some arcade games afterwards. Yeah, we played some. Um, we played Cruisin. Yeah, which I think is a Cruisin USA, like some sort of script, Cru- some sort of sequel to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. But Did I will say, like, it's it's babying you. Like you you can't really fuck up in this game. Like. The worst that can happen is you can crash the car and it just drags you straight back onto the... And there's it gets you back up to speed really quickly. There's a lot of rubber banding in this game, yeah. but if you are ahead, you have a tendency to stay ahead. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it's a very exhilarating game to play. There is. Yeah. And the reason it's ex- ex- exhilarating is because it's quite fast. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of... Uh, um, like hydraulics. Hydraulics. That's the word I was looking for. Like yeah. kind of suspended hydraulics that kind of lifts the seat around a so lot and stuff like when that. You hit, quite fun. When you hit accelerator, when the when the red flag goes, your car like lurches back and you feel, it feels like you're accelerating because yeah. your car sort of pushes you back into your seat. And it, it and that, and the, the car, yeah, it adjusts and moves as you're playing in a way that really does simulate the way a car would be thrown around by like driving it very erratically and like it's not realistic but gosh darn it is fun um it is yeah. that, that was a good one we also played mario kart yeah the arcade mario kart which is actually by namco mm-hmm. and uh, i uh, i won that one i just want to say uh, rob won the first one yeah the mario kart game's good it's um it's compared to cruise and obviously a bit chill um which is i kind of like that more as well like, more, more skill more skillful though mario kart weirdly People talk about Mario Kart being heaps of rubber banding, but compared to that cruising game, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it was a bit odd. I suppose because they're arcade games, they got to do that. It's it's interesting. This was uh, a, a Nintendo game developed by Namco, mm. obviously denoting that they have some sort of relationship. So you can play as like Pac Man, yeah. There were the, and, the, and you could play as um, the the Taiko no Tatsujin yeah, drum. That's right. Yes, <laughs> I think you played as the drum. Didn't I did. You? I yeah. just couldn't help but play with the drum. I was of course Toad because I'm a Toad main in in Mario Kart. Yeah, that's um, the, and he's usually one of the better ones because he's yeah. a light character. But this but, game uh, does this weird thing where it, you randomly select the car 
Like he has like a slot machine. Yeah, that's I kind of like that actually. Yeah, I ended it, up with like a it, some sort of weird like um, like Cooper mobile or something, which is like. probably a heavy vehicle. Yeah, it wasn't really what I was expecting. Yeah, but. I think that's good because that kind of stops people from like dominating one. I don't think one character with game. one car yeah. and then just like staying on it all day. So yeah, it's the way to stop. If it's not if your game isn't balanced. Just randomize your character selection, yeah. and then it's balanced again. <laughs> <laughs> kind of balanced. Um, yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. That whole day was a lot of fun. We played that pong game too. That was cool. Yeah, the pong game is super mega interesting because it's um, it's all Atari branded. It, it, it's it's pong. Yeah. It's got paddles mm-hmm. like you would expect on a pong machine. It's a tabletop, but it's physical in the fact that the ball is a little cube. A plastic is a cube. cube. And not, I'm not yeah. talking about a square. I'm talking about an actual cube. Yeah. And your paddles, like on the inside of the board, like a little rectangular, like, rectangular, po- like what do you call it, a polygon. Thing. Yeah. 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 So they're they're all physical, real things, mm. and it must be magnets, like fast shooting magnets, that are taking this underneath. Because it's very impressive to look at it. It um, is, and it's it's fun to play, but mm. it is a it is a little off sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't feel fully fair. Like sometimes some BS happens. Yeah. Um, but a lot some, of BS. Still a cool thing. And we played a few other games. I mean, I don't know. Some of them not so great. Yeah, um, and they're quite expensive there as well. I, I spent like ten bucks trying to win a, a Peter Rabbit soft toy from the from the claw machine without success. Ah, yes. Um, I don't think claw, anybody ever wins anything at those places. Those claw machines are just a just a portal to sorrow, aren't they? Really, they really are. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I've been playing recently, uh, the other day I was playing a bit of PSP uh, Loco Roco. Mm-hmm. Which is I don't know if you ever played that. It's a very it sounds really familiar. Nice game where you're like a, a little yellow guy, and then you press the trigger buttons to yeah. manipulate the entire world, like tilting left and tilting oh, right. Okay, and then you get bigger and bigger, and then you can actually get basically if you eat fruits and stuff, mm. your little round yellow guy will get mm. bigger. Does he roll over things? He does roll over, yep. yeah. It's, it's a rolling game. Okay. And then you can, you know, if you get to a place where you can't get through, then you kind of um you can split them all up into like little base little guys um, and they kind of filter through and yeah, yeah. like you can jump up and break through things and one of the interesting things about this this game is the music. The music is really good, and they kind of sing along to the music in their own oh, little language. Oh, cute. And then you need to like there are some blocks that you need to kind of soothe down by like getting them all to jump on top of each other and sing and stuff like that. Clever. It's a very cute game. Yeah. It's a, there's a there's a bit of a, a rhythm to it as well, which I just wasn't getting. Mm. Uh, but I I do like that, and I probably will go back to it at some stage. It's just it's a very PSP game. Okay. Um. And the other thing that I have been playing, uh, and I did mention this last week, is that I have now a working PSX, Ooh. which is a Japanese and like, first of all, PSX was the code name used for PlayStation before it came out. And even after it came out, some people were still referencing it as the PSX. PSX yeah. That is not what this is. Mm-hmm. PSX is just the original PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Um, the PSX is actually, for all intents and purposes, a, a digital video recorder, DVR, hmm. from the mid-early to mid-2000s. Huh. Uh, there were quite a few iterations. Uh, it is basically like a big white slab. Yeah, it looks very cool. Um. <laughs> and it is basically a PS2. Mm. Uh, it's got some flashy lights and lots of inputs on the back. No HDMI, but it does have S-Video mm-hmm. uh, component and, of course... Um, 
R, F, in and out. Mm. Uh, and there's a reason for that. But basically, you can use this to record television programs hmm. because it's got uh, hard drives in it. And oh, right. this actually still works. It's very rare to get one that's working. So I plugged it in and tested it all out. Uh, now, I cannot record television okay. in this country uh, because, number one, there's no analog signals anymore. Yeah. And number two, even if, even if I had like a set-top box adapter... Mm. We use different frequencies to Japan, and uh, it's tuned to those frequencies uh, and to those channels. Okay. Yep. So I don't. And even <clears throat> if I could, I don't think I'd use it as a DVR. The reason is that the hard drives in there have a habit of failing, okay. and the laser also has a habit of failing. You don't come across Sony products too much where mm. they don't work or there's problems with them, but this one definitely had its issues. Okay. Like straight off the bat, it was- uh, like. Given the amount of different tiers of this they released, I don't think these problems were particularly prevalent out of the map, like mm. right out of the gate. But it was obviously like With five age. years later, it yeah. just a whole bunch of parts failed. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so look, so I, I did some testing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, I tested PS2 game Yoshinoya. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about that on the show before. Very fun. Uh, I tested out Bra- a PS1 game, mm. Brave Fencer uh, Musa Shiden, mm. which is uh, kind of like a 3D polygonal hack and slash sort of game. Mm. Uh, like kind of not top down, but kind of isometric. You know, you're like your little polygonal character. Okay. It's actually quite fun. Um, I didn't get too deep into it, though. I thought it was about fencing. I got really excited there. Yeah, it is like a Jap- a, you build a great big fence between your neighbor's yard and yours. Yeah, that might be one of his special abilities later on during the game, but the it nice, wasn't wasn't referenced nice in the first bond. level that I played. Nice white picket. <laughs> picket attack. <laughs> um, I tested. Um, what do, what else did I test? Uh, I tested a game called Mosquito Two, um, Hawaiian edition mm. which is a game where you're a mosquito oh it's like mr mosquito yes this is this is the oh, japanese wow. version of that yeah 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 like a, you have to bite people this is the yeah. sequel that i don't think was ever released in the west yes and you can be a japanese mosquito or an american mosquito <laughs> what's the i think the american mosquito is bigger slower and harder <laughs> he has more guns <laughs> and you're in hawaii and trying to bite someone louder. the controls are super weird but that game did not work uh-huh. which is weird because that game did work when i tested it on that system in japan what i don't understand what's going on that's a shame it that is, sounds like a lot of fun I, I can play that game on like two other ps2s because i've got like other japanese ps2s oh cool okay uh it's just a bit weird uh when you put when you turn the system on because it's first and foremost a DVR, despite mm. the fact you call it PSX, mm. you get, um, you just get, <laughs> you know, that old, mm. you know, when you would turn a television on that's not tuned into a channel, you get the white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what this is because there's no channel tuned into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of have to set it to game mode. Right. Stick a disc in, and it is PS1 mm. compatible, as I said. Um, Brave Fencer uh, Musashiden is a PS1 game. But it's so slow. Like, you put it in there and it goes... Zzz, zzz, zzz. You spin it for a while and it's going, is this working? I'm not sure if this is working. 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. And then it goes, ding. Ah, oh, it's working. <laughs> so it's actually quite a slow system. I mm. don't know if that's because of the type it is or because of its age. So mm. uh, having to do a lot of thinking. Uh, I even tested a DVD in it because it is a DVD player as well. Uh-huh. I tested Short Circuit because okay. I have a Japanese version of Short Circuit. Of course you do. Uh, of course I do. <laughs> and that was fun as well, mm. actually. Mm. So that worked fine. Yeah. That worked fine. So basically, I have probably one of the only PS working PSXs in nice. in Australia, which I'm, I'm pretty happy with. Bragging rights. Basically, it's a very nice looking box, and I kind of want to do a little bit more fiddling around with it. It's cool to see a white PlayStation console. Yeah. You don't often see that. And I think what struck Rob about this thing is it's big. Yeah, it it's is. It's a slab. It looks like an Xbox 360. Um, but, but a little bit chunkier. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's horizontal, not vertical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's probably similar dimensions. It's probably like 30 centimeters across, 30 mm. centimeters across, and maybe about 15 centimeters high. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a chunky motherfucker, but mm. it's a, it's a such an interesting, unique part of PlayStation history. Mm. Okay. You got to own yourself a little piece of history there. I, I do. I don't know if I'm going to keep it forever, especially since, you know, I could probably make quite a bit of money off this thing if i ever decided to sell it i guess so yeah but i'm just gonna i'm happy just to fiddle around with it for the time being and you know get get all up in its innards ins and outs tinker with it this is the first machine that had the uh what's really common in playstation now of the kind of the menu system that's in psp and ps3 yeah yeah this is the first system to use that it does not have an english setting Okay. Most of the Japanese consoles, PSP and PS3, PS4, if even if you buy them in Japan, mm. they will have an English setting. This one does not. Okay, interesting. interestingly. Well, I mean, I can use it without it, so it's fine, but yeah, yeah. I just thought it was interesting that this never had one in the first place. It never bothered. Nope. Japan only. So with that, um, I think you have a quiz for me. I do, I see. Do you want to roll right into the quiz? I think, I think we'll go straight. We'll much, go- like, much like Loco Roco. Let's roll right into this you, quiz. You referenced it, I and I respect that. <laughs> I hope I got the name right. I think I did. Uh, Roko Roko, yeah. All right. This quiz, AC, inspired by the featured game this week, is all about swords in video games. Okay. We both love swords. Really into swords. You're probably more into swords than I am, but I like, I like a good sword. I respect a sword. You know? I don't own any swords, but I like them. I, I have a replica Highlander yes. uh, sword. Yeah, Highland is all about sword play, isn't it? And I do actually have... Because I did actually used to uh, study and practice kendo when I was in Japan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so so you, I do... I do... I don't have... I do have one for practice. That's right. That is not live. But you know the way of the blade, AC. So. I would actually just like to say that I like, you know, chucking it around and, you know, having a bit of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I, there is no way that I am a master of any blade at all. <laughs> but... I also know safety practices as well. Like, when, sure. when you do... There's a right way and wrong way to hold a sword. There is. And when you do... Um, f- like short filmmaking and stuff like that in university, you do actually have to pass, you know, a couple of tests. And if you ever want to do off-site filming with stunts, mm. there are certain things you need to know about swords and fake guns and safety and explosions and stuff like that. Yeah, even so, a fake sword is still a big piece of metal. Yeah, you can, like, effectively. You know, hurt yeah. yourself with. So if the, here's here's a little hint for you. Mm. Um, Don't hold them by the blade, or do hold them by the blade. Whoa! Nine volt battery <laughs> hooked up to one terminal. Nine volt battery. On the other person who you're fighting with hooked up to the other, the uh-huh. opposite terminal, yeah. you hit them and they spark. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's how you get the sparky sparks. things. Yeah. Oh, pretty cool. There you go. All right. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Love it. There you go. Learn something. Well, I see. Maybe the listeners will learn something. As I'm going to do a 10 question quiz. Yep. No particular um, format or rhyme or reason to it. Just about swords 
in video games. Okay. I've tried to keep it... Fedora me up, buddy. <laughs> I've tried to keep this to games that are reasonably well known that you've at least heard of, if not played. Okay. So, ten questions. Swords in video games. Okay, let's let's let's, let's, let's see if I can earn my incel points here. We're going to start super easy. I'm giving you a softball. Okay. What is the name of the best sword in the game, The Legend of Zelda? The Master Sword. Correct. Points for UAC. That was a, an easy one. Yeah. To get us get the juices flowing. Even, even I knew that one. I have I have got the my fair share of Master Swords in my time. That's right. And I think every game I, I has wonder, the Master Sword. Is, is it? It is, but. Is it always the same Master Sword? I don't know. There's, there might be some weird like we have to get the legend of we have to get the Hyrule Historia out or whatever because it's all it's a different link. <laughs> but is the sword always the yeah, same? You know, I don't the know. one you have to pull. Or I know that get I did a slight bit of reading for this quiz, and I think Skyward Sword has a whole bunch of backstory for the Master Sword. Ah, okay, so, so wanna, it, might, it might be the same sword. Maybe but, you know you're the true link after you wield it or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Never, never really. Probably, I'm going to say deep dive. Arguably. The most famous sword in video games. Arguably. Arguably, yeah. Question I... number two, AC. What's the name of the best sword? <coughs> oh, pardon me. Oh, coronavirus. No, no. We want to die. <laughs> uh, question number two. What is the name of the best sword in the game Wonder Boy 3, A Dragon's Trap? Uh, the Wonder Sword. Do you want to try again? Uh, the, the Wonder Boy sword. No. It's the legendary sword. Oh, okay. The legend. So like in uh, uh, Zelda, you have the master sword, master yep. shield, etc. In Wonder Boy, you have the legendary sword, legendary shield. I probably wouldn't have got that even after a couple of guesses, to be honest. There you go. Question 3 AC. Mm-hmm. In Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, uh... which sword... This You can just guess this. Okay. Which sword does more damage? A glass sword or an elven sword? Elven sword. A uh, glass sword ah, does, does one point more damage than those an fucking sword. weak elves. I know. Get Nancy boys. Glass sword is a ridiculous concept. Anyway, it's probably a magical, some fancy dwarven glass or something. There's some reason for why. Yeah, it's, probably. It's fine. I don't know. I thought that was an easy lowball one, but you obviously think, I was wrong. You think so, right? But I, I didn't know. Boozled you. I finished that game and I didn't use any fucking sword. Yes. I just used my fucking fists you just, to kill dragons. You just fist a cuff your way through. <laughs> Like a like a true Aussie. Question four, AC. I fucking king hit coward punched that dragon to death. He didn't see me coming. Coward punched it. <laughs> coward punched a dragon to death. Walked and the New South Wales the, cops were all over me. Walked up to him in a pub. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw this guy. He was looking at me. We go, all right. <laughs> and that was the end of Smaug. Um, question number four, AC. In The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, mm-hmm. the Master Sword is located in the what Woods, the fill the blank mystery woods in the mm, woods. What's mystery? The name of- no, something mysterious. You give me one more chance. Uh, I know this. It's on the tip of my tongue. Lost. Yes, the lost woods. Got it. The lost last woods. minute. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I see. It was in my brain somewhere. Okay. In okay. This is one that I just put in for fun. I put a lot of these in here for fun. Question 5 AC. In Final Fantasy VIII, the protagonist Squall... Which I've played many, many times. Yeah, it's your favourite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the protagonist Squall wields... Squall. Squall. <laughs> it's a fun thing to say. Uh, wields a weapon that is basically a sword and a revolver combined. Oh, yeah. What's the name of this weapon? Sodolva. <laughs> Sodolva. Yeah, that's probably not even... That's like... <laughs> is that about, about as dumb as the real name? Okay. Is. Uh, One more chance. Uh, Gunwood. Oh, 
so close. It's called a gun blade. Oh, God a damn gun it. blade. Just a gun and sword and gun and blade. I was so close on that one, Rob. Gun blade. All right, question six, AC. In Kingdom Hearts, also another fine Squaresoft production. <sighs> another fine product from Squaresoft. Or Square Enix, even, indeed. Um, in Kingdom Hearts, the protagonist, Sora, wields yep. a weapon that is basically a sword and a key combined. Keyblade. What's the name of this weapon? The Keyblade. Correct. Points for you. I do know that because it is the most stupidest concept ever in yeah. a video game. It's very dumb. It looks re fucking ridiculous. Just for absolute clarity for anyone listening to this, I put this question about Final Fantasy VIII and this question about Kingdom Hearts into this quiz to laugh at those games and anyone who likes them. See, my... You're have, dumb. Those games are silly. Yes. Those the swords are, are stupid. Deeply, deeply stupid. stupid swords. Gun and blade. I think I own those games. I at least own one of them on PS2. See, one of the things is, like, all these, all this Disney lore, mm. no gummy bears. And then, so, fun, funnily enough, someone mm. said to me one day, oh, no, 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 there, there is gummy bear lore in there. And I went, what? The gummy ship. The gummy ship. And I went, you fucking what? That piece of the game that everyone fucking hates? That's a reference to the gummy bears, like some ship part that looks has nothing to do with the bears. Yeah, uh, that's like that went. No, that's just insulting. I'm sorry, that is insulting <laughs> to the memory of the gummy bears. <laughs> the only good Disney property, other than possibly. I didn't even tales. think about the fact that the gummy ship might possibly be named after the gummy bears. There you go. It is spelled the same way: G U M M I. There you go. And the gummy bears were into like you know had a lot of like lot really of cool. Tech. A, you know, advanced tech, but there it doesn't go. look like any gummy, gummy invention that I've ever seen. Well, ripped off once again, once again, once again, the Kingdom the, Hearts the, franchise is disappointed. They've ignored us. the gummy bears. Yeah. Whereas, like Donald fucking Duck is up there, like lording it over. Yeah. With Uncle Scrooge in his money bin. Everyone remembers those fuckers, but no, gummy bears much better. Yeah, that's true. No one gives. Not that I'm bitter. No one gives credit where it's due. I say no. Question seven. What was the name of the sword fighting game that was a launch title for the Nintendo Wii? Uh, Red Steel? Yes, points for you. Good job. You summoned that up from the depths of your memory. I have that game because you and I were going to play it at some Mm, stage mm. because it is such a terrible bad game. Yeah, people like like to laugh at that Then apparently Mm. Red Steel 2 was actually halfway decent. Apparently Red Red Steel 2 was a big improvement. Mm. Um, Anyway, I don't think we ever do that game, even though I bought it to play for the podcast, interestingly enough. I'm burping a lot here, I see. That's right. I, I sneezed once, and we keep banging the table. So I think getting towards episode one hundred, we're like going, ah, we're we just, don't care anymore. We're just lurching over the finish line. <laughs> we really are. Um, we're not being very professional. Just gonna, like, but that's okay. <laughs> once I get to episode hundred, I'm going to shit myself like a marathon runner. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's going to take his shirt off, and his nipples are going to be fucking chafed, <laughs> bleeding, bleeding nipples. Oh god, it happens. This podcast does it to me. Yeah. Uh, question eight AC. Yep. One of the best weapons in Dark Souls. Is the Zweihander. What Zwei. does Zweihander mean in German? Zwei uh, means uh, powerful. And Hund means a guy called Hans, who you have to get in, who it gives you the sword and possibly a blowjob as well. <laughs> Accurate. Zwei. Uh, because I've played, there's another game called Zwei on the, um, on the Mega Drive. I want to say... Zweihander. Zwei, and it's like Zwei, Zwei Cyborg or something. Okay, I give up. It means two-handed. Zweihander. Oh, eins, eins yeah. Zwei. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. I feel like a fucking dick for not knowing that. Eins, Zwei, Drei, Vier, Fum, Sack, Sieben, Ach, Nein, Zen. That
did know. I did just kind of was... know that. But yeah, yeah. I didn't. Zweihander. This means two-handed sword. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Zwei. I should have big. Just a big old sword. I just should have put those two things apart and think Zwei and yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It's all good, AC. We forgive you. Yeah. The six months I took of German and never really came in handy. I've got to say. <laughs> uh, okay. Question nine. Almost there. What is the name of the stupid looking, this is written down, stupid looking oversized sword that Cloud carries in Final Fantasy VII? What is the name of the stupid looking oversized sword, AC? You know, you're going to tell me I'm going to go, oh yeah, that's it. I feel like It looks like a big plank of wood. <laughs> it looks like a giant. He does look like he's building a giant him. two by four. Yeah. Some people, some people earnestly think that that looks really cool. And to those people, I say, get help. <laughs> I think it's too late. If, if, because this thing has been out for, what, tw- over 20 years now. Um, if you still think that sword is cool, you're beyond help. I think you should just turn yourself into authorities before you hurt someone or yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it the potato masher. <laughs> <laughs> its name is the buster sword. The buster sword. I like mine better. Buster. You write that down for the name of this episode, the Potato Masher. Potato Masher. I'm writing it down. The Potato, potato Masher. By the way, that's the name that people gave to the grenade the Germans used in World War Two. Oh, that makes sense because it does look like it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Okay. Question 10 AC. Last okay. question. Oh, boy. Last so you're, you're ahead here. I can even out the score or you can win. You can uh, cover the spread. What is the name of the... This is because Star Wars is in every video game. Like... Star Wars counts as a video game in my book. Hang what? on, hang on, hang on. There's a Star Wars now, Maestro? <laughs> what happened to the gate? I like what the gate to, bit, not the wars oh, bit. I thought you were going to Captain Kirk. Um, <laughs> what is the name of the, of the crystals the Jedi's use in the construction of their lifesavers? Oh, fuck off. Um, this is the hard question. Okay, all right. This is question 10. Actually. Okay, all right. I'm going to just go back right into the depths of my mind. Is it a Kyber crystal? Correct! Points for you, Kyber crystal! Oh, God, that hurt. I had to go to places I, I don't like going into my brain. Well, the pain was worth it, AC. It's very messy in there. Kyber crystals. Kyber uh, crystals. Okay. Not part of the official canon from the first three movies, but was introduced in the games, and then I think in the Clone Wars, like the animated series, they referenced so it. was B canon, it not became, canon, Yeah, it know. became canon okay so um, five to you five to me even well, spread i kind of like that that was a, that was a more challenging quiz i reckon we I've, crossed swords in that quiz and ha, neither of us came out the victor well <laughs> so interesting fact about dueling do you know how dueling works uh one of us has to die no or get wounded <laughs> it's first blood right so yeah, yeah you, that's right you, you you um so guns weren't actually as bad as you think back then because if you kind of glanced someone it mm. worked uh swords could be a lot more deadly but it is mm. your honor is satisfied when first blood is drawn right. and you could kill someone but that's mm. considered poor form yeah i think a lot of draw. duels in those in the movies and there was someone getting shot but not killed yeah and then they would just recover and be like oh yeah, so, that sucked but, yeah. yeah so but guns early guns would often not satisfy anybody mm. because you would both miss because mm. guns back then were wildly inaccurate mm. Mm. That's uh, why just a, there's a little bit of history there for you. So you know, if, you, if you're in, if you are in a yes, well, <laughs> you would probably in a in a duel you would use a rapier probably. Yeah, or a or a, a Not saber, a or an epee. Yeah, you you wouldn't use a massive. You wouldn't use a broadsword so. to satisfy your honor. No, because a lot of things will be satisfied then. But uh, 
Honor's probably not one of them. I think the whole idea of killing someone with a sword is just terrifying. Like, if you actually sit down and think about how traumatic it would be to be in a medieval battle, yeah. it will, like, cripple you. Well, I mean, like, that's why people wore armor. Yeah. And that's why you put serfs on the front line who had no idea what battle was. <laughs> that's right. Like, are you holding the wrong end of the sword? It just seems, like, just terrific. But yeah. anyway, there you it go. Is. So, well done, UAC. You, you've you held your own in this sword, sword, swords quiz. It, it, it's a, a well-fought draw, I think, there. there and you uh, while you're speedily, madly looking up uh, information on Logique Network... <laughs> I'm prepared for one, so... See. Okay. But that's fine. We can we talk about other things if you like. No, or no, I can no, just no. dive right in. You, you, do, you dive in. Who, who, what poor miscreant have you chosen this week to pick on? Well, AC, there's a lot of... You know, there's a lot of great podcasts... On the Gunner Geek Network, you know, AC. A lot of great shows. One show, uh, <laughs> well, in fact, most of these shows yep. are uh, people obsessing over a movie or a comic book or a TV show of some sort. Uh-huh. And gosh darn it, don't people love Doctor Who, AC? They do love it. They do love the they doc. Cra- yep. they, they crave it with every fiber in their being. They lust for the Doctor. Um, I mean, that seems both more appropriate and more inappropriate now than ever. <laughs> than ever. That's right. Because they got a lady doctor, and by by gosh, that offends me in every way, especially because she's wearing pants. I see. I don't like that. I'm not no, you're going back into your John Laws mode. I <laughs> I have actually watched most of the recent season and, and the series finale, and I really liked it. I got to say, cool. I really like the That's fact good. that they yeah. they basically g- took like a whole bunch of continuity and said fuck you and fuck you to the fans, and they had this like whole <laughs> new big thing, and I went yeah, that's it. You know, you like go. this weird reference that was made in like the the. Uh, era of the fourth doctor and another era that was like i think the seventh doctor where they said i'm more than a time lord like in one sentence Mm. was kind of all paid off here like they actually kind of like gave it some credence okay that's cool and did some stuff with it pay off for the fans well you got to keep having it bigger and better Mm. you know he's already saved you know he saved the earth the the solar system uh the universe all of time itself what else is he she gonna do Mm mm-hmm what left is there? What left is there? Well, you know, there's, there's, there's always more story to tell. That's right. And if you want to, if you want to get some hot takes <clears throat> on the latest stories from the makers of Doctor Who, check out Gallifrey Public Radio AC on the Gunner Geek Network. It's a weekly podcast that covers all topics in the Doctor Who universe, from episode discussions to classic story appreciation. I like a bit of classic story appreciation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the comics, conventions, and audio dramas. Mm. I assume that's like actually like a like a radio play, not like people having drama on audio. Although that would be funny as well. Yeah, yeah. I would also enjoy that. Um, fuck you, Doctor Who. And then they send that as an MP3 file. <laughs> they just send it. <laughs> just to anyone in particular or <laughs> send, they just send it? Send a wav. <laughs> um, uh, the GPR stuff spans the decades and regenerations. Regenerations. I just messed that up. Uh, regenerations. With views <clears throat> from the hardcore enthusiast to the fledgling fan and all points in between. So why not check out Gallifrey Public Radio AC? Why not? Why not indeed? Go and do that. And you can find that on the Gunna Geek Network at www.gunnageek.com or on your podcast app of choice. Nice. All right. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia. The, the only episode, the only edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. I think I can safely say that uh, we could just call it ourselves Game, game Life Balance look, again. I know, that, I know they're not our competition, but I want to say we crushed our competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we cr- we you know that those those people that we that we granted a license to to do like use our name and like we've we've collaborated with we crushed them in we, the dirt we crushed them. we crushed their spirit <laughs> we crushed their so-called professionalism <laughs> with like Cody Goff who actually does podcasts for a living yeah boy boy did we get them well you know he might he might do podcasts for a living but he sure we sure beat him when it comes to stick to itiveness AC yes well they should probably call themselves Game Death Balance. <laughs> Oh, this brings me joy. <laughs> they don't listen to us anymore because they're, they're so busy and so far behind in their lives. It's just hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, anyway, uh, look at look us up on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. Uh, follow me, AC, on Twitter at ProdTally if you like uh, mostly naked uh, alien anime bikini girls. Boy, howdy. Who doesn't love that? Well, I mean, Lum. Everyone loves Lum. In Lum we trust. In well, I mean, you know, forty years of Lum's not gonna lie to you, mate. Forty one years. <laughs> Forty two almost. There's also a very bad Twitter that isn't being maintained where you can get <laughs> tweets about the podcast and not much else. At GLB Australia. I'm gonna keep kicking you until you actually start using that fucking account. There was a moment there where I sort of wanted to You were. You, you there was like a week where like all this stuff was happening, I was like going, Wow, is this a resurgence of nah. <laughs> <laughs> no doodly but pipsky. it's there if you want another way of finding out about yeah. the show if you have any questions or whatever give us a positive rating on iTunes next mm-hmm. time is our 100th episode I know, as we said 100th epi- episode spectacular I think you already know what the game is yes uh, and probably yep. what our recommendation status you is going to be bloody well better know by now yeah uh, look we're honestly I think it's uh, fair to say that it's a bit up in the air at the moment uh, yeah. In terms of the virus and what's going on around the world, well, that's right. I mean, we could potentially be told not to leave our homes. In which case, I'd have to um, sadly if, not see this bugger. And even if we're not told that, and cases es- you know, yeah. like escalate potentially, like um, you know, we both have small children, so we're not going to risk it. Yeah. Uh, and we really do want to be in the same place at the same time, same bat time, same bat channel. That is the uh, preferred method for episode 100 especially I'm thinking that one might go for it might even be a one or two parter or it might you know we maybe we should do like a a Saturday afternoon or something like that yeah. or you know it's, it's a pretty pretty special time so yeah, in should, a young man's life we should that's right so anyway um, look out here in places I've never seen before <laughs> the palms of my head no oh, yeah. yes uh, so look out for that mm-hmm. um, as to what's happening after that I have ideas. Yeah. Uh, as I said last time, probably like we'll push back the schedule and we'll start doing playing two player games. Well, bloom and heck, if there wasn't a better time to like have a hiatus, it's probably right now. Yeah, I see, but... I'd say so. Hopefully, we can squeeze one more of these out before the apocalypse. It it kind of suck if we ended on episode ninety nine, didn't get to hundred. I know how and we all died. <laughs> God. All right. Let's not. Okay. You have to not die before episode hundred. Okay. Deal. Okay, yeah, I mean, if I have to record... If, if my last words are, I recommend playing Alex Kidd in Miracle World. <laughs> there is another Skywalker. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> uh, well, look, you know, if your death is any, it's anything like Yoda's, then I'm sure we'll all uh, uh, cheer? No, that's not what we did. We'll all mourn. You know what? I didn't understand what he said. Yeah, me too. The first time I get... What? He's got a hernia? Did he die of a hernia? Oh, God. Someone get Yoda a proctologist. It took a while for me to go, Oh, stop. What?
<laughs> yeah, that, it's like he he could have said that at any point before that. He was just he's a dick. The Jedi is kind of dicks, really. You know. Yeah, look, you're not wrong. Um, go just go out and buy yourself some prostitutes. Honestly, hashtag Palpatine was right.